This week's podcast brought to you by Positive Reinforcement. Last week, I went to the Gino Oriema Leadership Conference. I think this is the fourth year that Coach Oriema has had a two-day conference that's held at the Mohegan Sun, and he invites all different leaders from different professions, and there's uh, about 150 people that come and attend the two-day event. And Dan Orlovsky, the former UConn quarterback, and I were part of the last session, which was during lunch the last day we were there. So Coach Oriama introduces Dan, and then he introduces me, and we go up and we're on a platform. And the first thing I said was that Dan and I were both very happy to be there, especially since we wanted to go to the Muffet McGraw Leadership Conference, but that one was sold out. Says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. I got to the to the conference a little bit before lunch and so I was able to listen to a panel that had a couple different vice presidents from different companies in Connecticut and New York and one thing that was really interesting to me was a woman who was a vice president of human resources at her company was talking about how millennials are are a little bit different from more old school employees I guess and she said one of the differences is you know this happens frequently but one of her people said you know well was looking for feedback. Did I do a good job? Did I go- do a good job? And she said, yes. And that's why I just told you, you did a good job and how they constantly need this positive reinforcement. Even though she'd already said good job, they needed to, they needed to hear it again and again. And it made me wonder if that's partly because of social media. You know, the, you know, how many likes did I get on Instagram? How many likes did I get on Twitter? And and I even maybe in the past few weeks, I had a younger person say to me, somehow Twitter came up and they said, even though you don't follow me back. And uh, and maybe I, I don't completely understand the etiquette of social media because on Twitter, I don't, the only time I like things is when I want to go back to them later. Like if it's a link to something that I want to read later because it makes it easier for me to find. I just don't randomly like, 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 you know, hit the heart button. So uh Anyway, well, I think the reason that people uh, are looking for positive reinforcement on social media is because that's built into people. Um, I don't think it created it. I think it it accommodated this need. So kids ride their bike. Look, ma, no hands. Look, ma, look at look what I'm doing. Our kids do that. That's you know, true. Watch me. Watch me. Look at me. Watch me. And that's all a fishing expedition for positive reinforcement. Um, I think some of this is is that you uh, unique. To, among human beings requires uh, no positive reinforcement and in fact disdains positive reinforcement. <laughs> what is that even supposed to mean? It, I agree that I don't think I require positive reinforcement, but I disdain it. Though you don't seem to care for it. <laughs> not, not, that it not that you've ever been 
given it. That, maybe that's why. Maybe Perhaps. that's why. But There's something no, that, in your that, childhood. That is true, though, because our kids, they, they want us to constantly watch. And even if, you know, they've taken one jumper in the driveway and then you watch it and then I look away and it's like, no, I'm, I'm still doing it. Well, it, you're still doing it. What The product of it still exists, even if I'm not watching it. I, 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 my, one of my goals after hearing this woman speak is to, to not raise kids that constantly need positive reinforcement that that they when they take it they appreciate it but then they don't need it immediately you know five or ten minutes later for doing the same thing i will say that being a speaker at a leadership conference is its own form of positive reinforcement and there is a certain there is a certain narcissistic element to the whole concept of we're all a bunch of leaders who are going to tell you how how to be great men and women of industry well, like ourselves. First I'm of just, all, I'm, as somebody, first of as somebody all, who has lived his entire life outside of the outside of the business meeting uh, cosmology, I, I find it a little bit ridiculous. Well, you weren't even there. So first of all, Dan... Well, uh, 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 of course I wasn't there. I wouldn't be saying <laughs> this if I were there. I'd have met the people and I'd have liked them right. and I, would, I would, See, wouldn't feel free to Dan and I ridicule were, the whole... Dan and I weren't like part of the leadership conference in that way. I think we were just sort of the, um, the you know, comic relief maybe ma- ma- for, ma- for the... For, for the last session as people are eating their their wonderful salmon lunch we were just up there and there was a Q&A athlete May I kind ask of you, thing were you yes. wearing the sort of TED Talks Madonna concert uh, Burger King drive-through headset thing that no while walking around Tony Robbins style on a no, stage No and, and this is actually one of the one of the f- things that was pretty entertaining is cuz Dan Coach Orama and I were all up on a stage and there were three handheld microphones but never did all three of them work at the same time so we would have to hand one of the microphones back and forth and figure out which one was working at at some point dan just abandoned it because he has you know a bigger booming voice and could just call an audible yes he called an audible exactly because he wasn't audible (laughs) oh well done and um, thank you for the positive there you go and in a couple minutes i will say well done again let's go back to when you said he called an audible because he wasn't audible. well i do like positive reinforcement and and over the weekend, I, I raked a bunch of leaves. I did the fall cleanup in the spring. And you did and a really nice job I did a really nice that. job, but, but I couldn't get you to look out the window <laughs> at, at the job that I did. And so you were, you were standing three feet from the window last night in the kitchen. You're laughing because you remember this and you're ashamed. And I'm I said, I said can, I, can I just ask you to look out the window at the side yard and, and see the work and that I, I did? Said, and, you I, said, and you said, what did I say? I don't know, but you wouldn't do no, it. No, I said I was. It. I said I was just outside on the deck, and I saw the beautiful so, so job you did. You, Why you I then derive had to also great look pleasure out the from withholding positive reinforcement no. or reinforcement of any kind. No, no, negative reinforcement no. would have been would have been fine. All I was craving was attention. No, so all I, I had to do was I say know. that was a terrible job. You missed. No, some this of the is what you do. There. So we were out on the deck eating dinner. The the steaks were delicious, by the way. Thank you. And uh, overlooking the area of the yard that you had raked and de-leaved and whatever i saw it and, and said it looked great so, i'm a de-leaver <laughs> so, <laughs> high on de-leaving so so why did i then and this is the thing that gets me because you do this a lot and but usually it's to come in and watch something on television i'll be in the kitchen cleaning up preparing dinner making something i'm in there doing something and you'll say come here you have to see this 
And oftentimes it's to come in and see a goal in a Champions League game or see something that, frankly, I'm not all that interested in. And Sometimes it's just a cat playing with a ball of yarn on, yeah, on my it's, phone. It's all this random stuff that you want me to leave. You know, I might have... My hands might be soaking wet because I'm doing dishes or whatever. So sometimes it can be a little bit annoying. So it, that wasn't the case yesterday, but I was like, I saw this from the deck. Why do I have to come and look at it from the window too? So you you are my millennial and uh, and and I'm going to, what do I need? Can I change you at, at this age or do I just have to hit the like button more I often? Am, I am the true millennial because I'm, I am one millennium old. Oh, that's, is that what a millennium is? No. Oh, so that's a thousand years. Oh, well, then you're not that. <laughs> I, I've just since you said deleaving, I've been I've been thinking of daydream deliver. Don't stop deleaving. I'm just thinking of songs that could be, come from that. But, this is, but this I, is, I, I sadly I think it would be deleafing. This is um this th- w- the last few minutes you have been thinking about this since I said that word. This is why we lose the the jug of syrup for what two days. We couldn't find the thing that we put the real maple syrup, syrup? In, not the table syrup in because it the kids had something probably pancakes we made the other morning put yeah. some syrup on them and i did not put the the syrup thing away and you did and so therefore for two days we couldn't find it we searched in its normal place we, we searched in the cabinet we searched we searched <laughs> we, almost anywhere in the kitchen that we, it could possibly we be did, we did agree that that I had put it away. Well, clearly, because if I had put it and, away, it would go go where the and, syrup and goes. And once it became clear that I had put it away, we acknowledged it could be, could anywhere, be anywhere in the house. It literally could be anywhere Which in the house. Ki- did one of our children find it, or did you ultimately find it? I don't know, it? but one, no, one of our children found it. And can we? would you like to say where it was, or should I do that? It was in where we keep the bowls and cups. <laughs> the bowls that... The, you know, we don't keep any food there. No, no, we don't keep any food there. It's there, there's one part of our of the cabinet that is lower, and so we kept things in there or that the kids, kids could reach. reach when they were little. So there's the little like plastic cups and the little plastic bowls that they use for cereal. So not the stuff that we use every evening for dinner or that sort of thing. So that's why it was possible for it to go missing for two days. Is because. Why you would have put it there, I have no idea. I'm guessing there were also bowls to put away and you put it all away together. And this happened maybe the same day. No, it must not have been. Uh, Oh, it probably was the same day that I asked you to go to the basement to get the um, gallon of milk because the milk had run out. The kids were having breakfast and I I was certain there was a gallon of milk in the refrigerator downstairs. So I said, can you go get the gallon of milk? So you came downstairs and you came back up. There's no milk. Kids, what do you want? Do you want oatmeal or maybe it was egos and that was probably why the syrup was out so a few minutes later i was just thinking i'm certain that there's a gallon of milk in the basement so i went down there i opened the fridge and there was the gallon of milk like how could you possibly granted well, it was pushed to the back of the fridge the, well that's, that's but, that, exactly but that why. fridge has what four or five well, things let in me, it let me let me give you the comment that i'm here for the well, same wait, reason first, for first, the first. Same, yes what percent milk was it? <laughs> I, I honestly don't have the foggiest idea. You still don't know. <laughs> if if the reason that I put the maple syrup back in the in the cupboard where the kids can reach the literally the low hanging, not literally the low hanging fruit, right. but the low hanging bowls and cups is because it was it was easiest to reach. The reason I didn't see the milk in the fridge was it was in the back and it would have required me to crane my neck and peer into there. I make no bones about the fact that. If you want me to find something, if you want me to clean something, it, it has to be in the Major League Baseball strike zone from between my knees and my 
my armpits. So if it's not there, you're not going to see it, even if you've already put it there. What did well, no, no, no. I should say this. The reason I'm not going to see it is because I don't have any glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and and Rebecca, why why don't I have any glasses? See, I I felt bad for this at the time, but in hindsight, it's really not my fault because I was making the bed. People don't know what what you're talking. Okay, about. so you the reason you don't have any glasses is because I was making the bed, and while I was making your side of the bed, selflessly, selflessly, you not only made your side of the bed, you also made, made my both side sides of the, bed. of the bed. And while I was doing that, I I took a step and I just heard crunch. And I realized I had stepped on your glasses. Now, I did not put your glasses. I, I, I was wearing them at the time. <laughs> I did not put your glasses on the floor. So that's one thing that probably shouldn't be on the floor. While making the bed, I wasn't looking at the floor with every step I took, anticipating your glasses may have been there. But I know you long enough that I probably should have expected that. So anyway, well, I do remember I the, the night before. Destroyed the night before, those I, had, glasses. I, I remember knocking my glasses off the nightstand. And thinking, I'll get those in the morning. <laughs> Who thinks that? Who doesn't just pick them up right when you knock them off? It was the middle off? of the night, and it was dark, and I was oh so weary. But but uh, <laughs> but I woke up in the morning, and of course, and I couldn't find them because I you couldn't see the dilemma. I couldn't right. I couldn't find my glasses because I didn't have my glasses on. So I thought I'll find those later, and I put in contacts. Well, I found them later when you came downstairs with, I mean, these things were mangled. completely mangled. One lens was out. <laughs> the arms were in opposite directions. And, I'll and, take and the do first we still thing, have them? I'll yeah, take we, a picture. I'll post, the first thing that I thought, I'll post okay. it on, the, on our Twitter. The first thing Twitter. that I thought was she always hated these glasses and made no bones about it. <laughs> I never told you I hated yes, those you, glasses. You told, me, you told me you didn't like the glasses. And, and I wondered, did she do this on purpose? They sort of did make you look like a... Um, What's the kind way to say this? I don't know. A child predator. <laughs> they were Ray-Ban brand. Dark frame. From uh, from um, Lens Crafters. The, the, the finest name in, in eyewear. And they're not even paying us to say that. And uh, and, and I think I, I think they were so fine that I got, I, I got another pair free when I got those. Well, what, are those the ones you're wearing right now? Because the, you're the ones wearing... I'm wearing now, Pinch, pinch my the bridge of my nose to yeah. the point of uh, it's it's bleeding at the end of the day. Well, the ones you're wearing wear now, a, um, perhaps you know, sometimes in, in to look nice, you have to deal with some pain. The ones you're wearing now, I really like. I didn't love those other ones, but I did not intentionally step on them. And in the future, just just tell me. Oh, by the way, my glasses are somewhere on the floor, and I would have probably found them, but I definitely would not have stepped on them. But the best part was, it was Sunday morning. I stepped on them, broke them, came down and handed them to you right when I was leaving to take our daughters to an AAU tournament. And and sitting through four or five AAU games is not your favorite thing to do. So, well, maybe it was well, helpful. You didn't have to watch after, after clearly six, AAU basketball. After six months of winter and, and no spring, we finally had a beautiful day. And, and we spent the weekend in... A gym in Chicopee, Mass, or wherever we were. Springfield. Springfield, Chicopee, that whole area. And um, it's like being in a casino without any of the fun parts, if there are any fun parts. See, you don't you don't see the weather outside. There are no clocks other than the game clock. I don't get to operate the game clock, which kind of makes me, puts me in a funk. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, other, other two or than... three or four games in a day, I'm fine with. But the 
fifth or sixth game, it's starting to get a little repetitive. See, other than the fact that it was the first beautiful day we've had all season and, and we didn't get to be outside, there's not many places I would rather be. I absolutely because, love going to those games. you're like, coaching. Well, I'm the assistant coach, which is fun, too. That, right, that's right, because you're not, with the, you're not with our children no, it's on, a, a, on the bleachers. I just love I love watching. I just love watching it, and I, and, and I love especially when our team is playing, coaching it and assistant coaching now. And uh, I'm ha- I am have an absolute blast. So well, you leave there in a know, completely different frame of mind know, than I do. Our, our nine-year-old son, who isn't playing in any of the games and and only lives for the timeouts and halftimes when he can shoot around if right. there's a spare ball, he doesn't love being there. And he he's miserable the entire time. And you didn't hear this, and I didn't tell you this, but when we were leaving the gym on Sunday... And he was, everybody was very hungry. We were going to get a very late lunch when we left after three or four games. And we were out in the lobby of this community center in Springfield. You were still in the gym. Our son turned around, saw you with a group of people, and said, wailed, why does mom always have to talk to everybody before we leave? (laughs) And... It occurred to me that he thinks you're approaching the other people. The other people. Every time we go somewhere, or every time we try to leave an AAU gym, and I and I did nothing to disabuse him of that. So of he that thinks notion. every time I'm getting stopped to talk, it's because I'm instigating. And that. And, I, and I said I said to him, it's because your mother requires positive reinforcement <laughs> constantly wherever she goes. Well, it's funny you bring him up because we talked in our last week's podcast about him scoring um, his, the goal in soccer, and in that same game. Somebody had gotten hurt and gone down. And um, in soccer, as anyone who's seen youth soccer, I don't think they do this in professional soccer, do they? Where all the kids take a knee. That's not what they do. And grown people don't do that in soccer, right? When somebody gets hurt. If they do that at the highest level of professional soccer, they'd be doing it every 10 seconds because it's, it's it's a... comic trope of, of well, professional soccer that guys are diving and writhing in, in agony and then getting back up seconds later. Well, if anyone has seen youth soccer, you know, when a kid gets hurt and the, an adult comes out onto the field, all the kids take a knee. And I bring it up because when I coach the, the basketball players the, their first year playing, whether that's second or third grade, it always cracks me up that if somebody gets hurt in basketball, you know which kids play soccer because as soon as the adult comes on the field those kids take a knee and I have to teach them that no that's not what we do in basketball because it makes zero sense if oh. someone gets hurt and an adult comes out you come over to me the coach and we have a little huddle but we don't do the whole take a knee you, nonsense. You've taught the kids that an injury by an opponent is an opportunity for us to work on our zone defense. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, First of all I don't play zone defense but that's true. Um, but yes no that it just doesn't it's just a silly thing to do so don't take a knee just go to your coach no no I, it's not a silly thing to do and, and I actually saw something on on it must have been on Twitter of a photo taken from a funeral procession taken from a car in a funeral procession of a pickup basketball game I think it might have been in Georgia or someplace anyway it was like 10 kids not not 19 year olds but it looked like there were maybe you know young teenagers and you know, 10-year-olds and stuff playing pickup basketball, all of them had taken a knee during the middle of this game as the funeral procession for people that they didn't know went by. And this picture was posted by somebody who was in the procession whose family member had passed away and was just, you know. That's really yeah, sweet. Yeah, that sweet? 
Um, I just had a recovered memory as we were talking about AAU basketball, and I've, I'm repressing these these memories of uh, the 12 games. But when we were driving, it was a you know maybe half an hour drive to the gym. There was a moment, two minutes of peace and quiet, which is really unusual in our car when all six of us are in the minivan. And and I noticed it, and I was trying to keep it going. It's like pitching a no hitter, you know. It's where I mean, let's just not jinx this somehow. And our seven year old daughter had her forehead leaning against the window of the van, the inside of the van, I should point out, staring out pensively at the passing scene. And I wondered what she was thinking about. And uh, But I wasn't going to ask her because I didn't want, I was enjoying the peace and quiet. And after a couple of minutes, the peace and quiet was broken when she said, while still staring out the window, I can picture Gronkowski playing lacrosse. <laughs> we hadn't been talking about Rob Gronkowski. We hadn't uh, been talking about lacrosse. But now I know what she was thinking about in those two minutes of silence. <laughs> she was picturing Gronk playing lacrosse. Well, she she must have a really active imagination, or maybe she's at the age now where when she wakes up, she has recovered memories of dreams because she asked me one night, she said, are you ever not thinking about something? And I said, no, I think you're always thinking about something because even if you're reading a book, you're thinking about the words that you're reading or if you're watching a movie, you're thinking about that. And um, I said, and when you're sleeping, you're having dreams and you could see the wheels turning in her brain. And then she also said, can people know what you're thinking if you don't say it? And, um, And that made me wonder, what diabolical thing is she thinking about? And she's worried that I can read her mind. But um, I assured her that. Uh, yes, that, I know everything. Yeah, that you're I, I know absolutely everything you're thinking at every moment. And will all the way through college. <laughs> yes. Well, we talked a little bit earlier about you and uh, the syrup and you and the milk. And I don't ever do that sort of thing. But this is what <laughs> what I do on occasion. And, and it happened this week. And and I'm still trying to figure it out. And that is, as the week goes on, if something funny happens that I think we would be good to talk about on the podcast, I'll go in my notes folder on my phone and I'll make a note. That's when, when I'm driving in an Uber and, and the driver is talking to me. I'm in, I'm in that same notes folder and I'm taking notes so that I, I remember exactly what I want to talk about. So there'll be all these random things in there, funny things that I, that I think might make good fodder. The problem is this week, the first one that came up in the notes folder, I have zero idea what it was, what context it was in. All it was, and it was in quotes, all it was is it says, give mom what she really wants. That was a quote that someone said that I thought was funny. And I just assumed I would remember the story, give mom what she really wants. And now I have absolutely no idea the context in which it was said. So can I offer a theory? I'm worried, but yes, <laughs> you're going you, can. To, you You meant to copy and paste that as a text to me. <laughs> yes. Would I, I be referring to myself as mom? <laughs> yes. Okay. You're, you're Nancy. You're, you're, you're Ronald Reagan. You referred to, you referred to, no, Ronald Reagan didn't refer to himself as mommy. He referred to his wife, Nancy, as mommy. He referred to his wife as mommy? Yes. And what does Mike Pence refer to his wife as? I That's, think mommy also. Is Mama, that mom? Mom, Gosh. mommy. I'm going to make sure that... <laughs> You never call me mommy. That's just weird. Well, I, I don't. I don't think it will be difficult for you to uh, make sure of that. <laughs> By the way, you mentioned Uber just a moment ago, and I think it's time for a not an Uber confession. Though uh, we'll play the Uber theme music. A Uber driver. 
confession. No. No? A lift confession. Lift with a Y. He drives part-time, it's not his chosen profession, but it gives him a chance to share his life's lessons. It's time for the segment we call Uber Confessions. So you've just heard Tom, Dick, and Hari play the Uber Confession theme song. Do we play that? It's a, more yes. of a ditty. It's not so much the whole song. It's oh, just no, the, the Uber little, Confession yeah. Uh, intro. Yeah. The ditty, the jingle. And uh, Tom of Tom, Dick, and Hari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hari. I actually didn't hear this from Tom. I heard this from from the Lyft driver who contacted me on Twitter and said that he had given my brother Tom a Lyft ride to Target Field for a Twins game. This is a couple of weeks ago. And so I asked Tom about it, and he said yes. He, he got a Lyft to, to the Twins game, and the Lyft driver, seeing his name, asked him if he was my brother. Tom said yes. This guy had read Stingray Afternoons, my book about growing up with a family of five Which kids. Which is available and, at Amazon.com all major retailers. and Barnes & Noble and all major retailers. I don't want to sully Lyft confessions with okay. a commercial plug, but right. let's do that anyway. And he asked Tom in the, in the Lyft, were you the brother who was always beating everybody up. <laughs> to which Tom said? No, he was, uh, that was our brother Jim. Was Jim. Tom yes. was the brother doing all kinds of other appalling things. But I thought that was a nice special moment and an opportunity for our very first Lyft, Lyft confession. Driver I'm sorry. Confession. Denny with an E. Denny with a Y. Denny with one N. What is Denny? Denny, Denny, Denny has with an one e. N. He has a Y. He's Denny with one N. Can now, can now produce Lyft with, with a Y. A lift confession. Uber confessions. Speaking of Denny with one N, I feel like now I'm going to be helping him in his love life. He hasn't asked for that kind of help, but um, I think I, I feel like I should do that now that he's shared with us that he's on some dating apps. You want, you want to get him some some swipe? Yeah, I want to get him some swipe. And um, I actually had a, a female colleague of mine yesterday send me a text that just said you know she was listening to the podcast and you know is denny cute and so yes denny is a handsome young man i mean i i heard the story of him passed out in a lobby and right. i thought <laughs> that's the kind of guy for me well i think i think you know that's part of the the great the greatness that is denny with one n is he's not ashamed to to tell that story after a rollicking <laughs> night out with his with his brother and uh, and other guys at the at the wedding but uh, so anyway well, the well, risk of at the risk of completely embarrassing denny which of course is my goal here i just want him to know that as as people continue to contact me and and Question, with questions about Denny, I will I will continue to build him up. Well, well, this is good because, as we now know, as a 24-year-old, he requires constant positive reinforcement. Right. So we will we'll give him that constant positive reinforcement. We'll, we'll get to it in viewer mail in a little bit, but he had a lot of fans with one N uh, this week. <laughs> uh, there's just one other thing that I wanted to say before we get to viewer mail, and that is um, I paid – I went to our hardware, local hardware store and paid what is the going rate – for a for a garden hose for what a, is the going a, a rate? fifty foot or twenty foot I don't know how many feet it was it, well the going rate for the ones that I've bought in the past is nine ninety nine and that's why I've bought like ten of them because they not kink. at once you buy one it breaks you no, it buy break, another it just one kinks it and, kinks and, and and it becomes useless you can't dekink a hose well almost all these hoses are called never kink and kinkless and you know it's it's um, you can't so you're saying you have repeatedly bought the kinkless hose. But it still kinks. That was a song I remember. I think from the it 90s. was. 
I, all of this is by way of saying unabashedly that I paid $52 for a hose this week. And, and it doesn't, you can laugh out loud. What is, what is, why are you hiding your face? I just paid $52 for a hose this week. For a hose. Oh, There's oh, a big okay. difference. Okay. And, um, it's red. It's red? Which, which actually I liked because the green ones have not served me well in the past. And, and it, it, I can tell already it's not going to kink because it, it lies flat you know, it comes it's, coiled, but it, when you uncoil it, it's it, it instantly like instead less, like we've talked about this before, like a flat dog. So instead of being round, it's flat. A flat dog for people who don't may not may not remember. They may not have listened to all of the podcasts. May not remember is is a flat hot dog. Our friend right. Ed Swift uh, wanted to market the, the flat dog, a flat hot dog. I told him that already existed. It's called baloney. But so, um, so the hose is flat when it's uncoiled. Well, it's not just flat. It's it's hose shaped, but it it goes in a straight line. You can you can stretch it out in a straight line, and it's not going to try to coil up. And it's How not one, it's not one of those it's not one of those hoses that expands. It's not one of those uh, soft hoses. How about this? Later on, I'll look out the window, and if the hose is available for me to see, I'll take a peek okay. at it. But it's available for you to see. If you were to look at the part of the yard that I raked, you'd see it. But but withhold that positive reinforcement. But that's not the reason I bring it up. The reason I bring it up is I was thinking as I was purchasing this. There was a time in my life when had I spent $52 on something, it would have made me happy for years. I mean, $52 on, on a bike when I was a kid? Right. $52 on... Sneakers, even? Sneakers, uh, uh, two baseball gloves, whatever. I'd have been, I'd have been happy for life. I, I, I didn't get... Well, I shouldn't say any, but I, I don't feel like when I spend $52 now on, on anything... That it's giving me one iota of the pleasure that I got from well, that's the years because, of pleasure. That's because you didn't buy a bike or two gloves or or sneakers. You bought a hose. It doesn't matter how much you spent on it. A hose isn't going to give you pleasure anyway. Well, like uh, you need to purchase that, something uh, <laughs> that will actually give you pleasure. I don't know exactly what that well, what, would, what would be. That, but well, I guess that's what I'm asking. I don't what know. would that be? Maybe a box set of DVDs of a show you really a want box to see. set of DVDs. <laughs> Well, that would give me pleasure in 1999, <laughs> right. sure. Well, there's got to be You know be what? I'm going to get that box that... set of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's going to make me happy. There's got to be something, but it, 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 a hose would be at the very bottom but of there the are, list. But there are things at the hardware store that I could buy that would give me that would give me pleasure. Like what? I don't know. A tool of some sort? I mean, you're not the a tool-using kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, our, our nine-year-old, no, our seven-year-old, our youngest, our daughter... She keeps telling us, and I think it's from watching HGTV, that she really wants to be a builder. Like that's that's yeah. her life's ambition is she wants to be a builder. She wants to be, you know. She always asks me, can we go to the hardware store and yes. buy some wood and nails and hammers? And I say, yeah, but well, you So can't. why don't you spend $52 and make something with no, her? No, I'm saying there are things and, that, for instance, I bought a clamp-on. Uh, <laughs> hose? Yes, yes. What did you buy? That, that was at a medical supply store. No, <laughs> I bought a clamp-on lamp, you know, like with a, the aluminum shade and a bare bulb, like sort of an interrogation lamp. I don't, you know, that you would clamp above your workbench. Right. If you used a workbench, my workbench is covered entirely in, in sporting goods. But uh, to to light up the ping-pong table in the garage, that gave me great pleasure. It requires a 400-foot extension cord to go to the one outlet outside of our house. But... Uh, but I, I like that, and, and then it only lights up one side of the table. But still, that gave me that gave me a pleasure is the wrong word for this whole thing of buying I, hoses I and clamp-on products. But it, it, there's something here that's 
sort of disturbing me. <laughs> okay, well, we'll move on. I just think that, you know, if you're going to spend 52 bucks on something, you know. Don't make it a hose. Yes, that's so, but no, it should, it should, it should make you happy till you get home at least. Anyway. Okay. Should we go to our voluminous viewer mail? Yes, we shall go to our voluminous viewer mail. That's how Letterman used to introduce viewer mail back in the 80s. Well, it's so time for our voluminous viewer mail. These are actual letters from actual viewers. Since These since, are actual letters from actual listeners. Since we were talking about Denny with one N and uh, getting him lots of swipe and dating apps and so forth, we had a, a tweet come in. Of course, our Twitter handle is at ballandchainpod. And Lauren sent us a tweet, and she said she went out with some friends, and one of her friends was the only single one among us, and she has Tinder. She said it was Disney for us married folk. We had so much fun swiping and DMing. So uh, so the bunch of married women went out with one single woman who has ten- Tinder. And I don't know if the if their friend knew that they had taken was, her That was phone, the question. Do they collectively but, swipe, or does she go to the bathroom and then they swipe in her absence? That would be dangerous if you left your phone unlocked well, at a table. I'm and sure that's could just a super common thing for people who have been out of the house in the last 30 years. And uh, we are not those people. Still talking about Denny with one N. Chrissy said, <laughs> one E Denny. She called him one E Denny. And while that is true, one e. he is... He's, she didn't call him Denny with one N. She called him One E Denny. So One E Denny was a great addition this week. I LOL'd at the weekend shenanigans. Hashtag to be young again. Well, I think I think one is the appropriate number of E's in Denny. It is. Do you think when he's when he's swiping left, he says denied? Uh, he might. He might. Okay, that was corny. But yes, One E Denny, Denny with one N. And um, this was my favorite because because. We had also talked about him buying off registry, buying the three-barreled margarita mixer for his brother and now sister-in-law for their for their wedding gift. And we talked about whether or not, not that was a good gift. Well, his brother, Billy Gallagher, sent a How tweet. many L's in Billy? There are, oh, there's two, but there should be one. We're going to think of him as Biley Gallagher. Biley Gallagher. He, his tweet Biley said- Biley Ray Gallagher. He said, don't worry, the bar not being finished, then he talked about uh, them needing to finish the bar in their basement, just means we can custom design it to fit the three-barreled margarita maker. I support creative off-list ideas, and Denny Gallagher is definitely creative. But he used Denny's Twitter handle. So if anyone wants to follow Denny on Twitter, it's at Denny with one N, D-E-N-Y underscore Gallagher, G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. Why do people put the underscore in? It just confuses, muddies the waters. I can't imagine somebody else had Denny with one N, Gallagher. As their name. It's to distinguish himself from the from the Denny Gallagher that has two N's in Denny, but only one L in Gallagher. Perhaps. So he is. He's D-E-N-Y underscore Gallagher. Shall I uh, read a viewer mail here? Please. Hi, Steve and Rebecca. Steve, I can solve all of your problems. So this is a good opener. I have a lot of problems. Can, this this, right, this viewer is going to solve, we will solve n- all of them. We will never lose the syrup again. One. My pillow. Google it and get one or four. My husband and I gave each other these pillows for Christmas one year without knowing about the other best pillow ever. That's like an O. Henry story. It is an O. Henry story, but are you going to tell them? Um, I won't keep them in suspense. Independent of this of this email, last week I bought a my pillow. You did. You got the my pillow. Yeah. So again, you, this is not a paid how's it going advertisement. So far, do you like the my pillow? I do like it. I do okay. like it. Um, it's been it's been great. I don't know what's in it. It doesn't seem all that different from any other pillow, but it, it it's working nicely. Well, so then what do they do when they're trying to figure out whose is whose? And she says, is that my pillow? Turns ah. into a who's on first hole shenanigan. It does. It does. Okay. 
And and imagine that that Christmas morning when they when they exchanged gifts and they had each gotten each other a my pillow shaped package that turned out to have a my pillow in it. They said, kind this of a, is why we're together. What okay, a timeless love story that is. Two, okay. zenny.com. Not, not denny.com. Zenny with two N's. Z-E-N-N-I. Glasses and you don't have to talk to anyone. So what I love about this, this email is this kind person is going to solve all of my problems. And I have two of them. <laughs> that are solved by uh, my pillow and a so what in is... a website where you don't have to talk to anybody. You can buy glasses on the web. Which probably you can't try them on. Oh, because they know you don't like talking to people. Right, right, and 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 they know that I don't care how I look in glasses. So that this would be ideal for me. Wouldn't you want them to fit? Yeah. Also, Are you gonna, by the way, th- this is from Kate. Can, I'm just going to throw this out there. Next week, when we're doing this podcast, I will be looking at you wearing the glasses you're wearing now. Probably the following week. I'm guessing it's going to be a good six to eight weeks before you actually buy a new pair of glasses no six to eight weeks before i i go yeah purchase a new pair of glasses another another eight to twelve weeks before i actually get those glasses right. unless i guess get them but in it's going to be hour. that long before you actually go and sit down and try, try You're right. them on. Uh, this viewer by the way kate asks rebecca she'll be missing your unmustachioed father at the start of the 47th annual granby road race will the, she not be there because he'll be there he will not be there on May 5th. Why Any not? chance you, Rebecca, would like to pull the, the, the starting gun he for him? He started that race for... 47 years. Yeah. Why isn't he going to It's one be of the there? oldest road races in the state and benefits the YMCA's annual campaign, which sends kids to camp regardless of ability to pay. May the 5th, will, will you be there? Probably not, because one of our kids will probably have a, a Little League game uh, or a basketball AAU game at the same time. But see, this is... Kate, I'm sorry. This is the bad thing. I, I, I have no idea why my father's not going to be but, there. But, he lives right. 10 minutes away. I'm going to have to ask him. Kate, now you know how I feel when I ask Rebecca, simply to look at the part of the yard that I've raked. She, she likes withholding withholding these things. So uh, she, she does say, by the way, I'm a neighbor. So if at some point I ambush you in the park or at church as a crazy fan person, consider this fair warning. She may ambush you now as a... Uh, and you're, then you're, and you'll tell our son it's my fault that I'm talking to her at church and that's why we can't leave right away. It's well, my fault. It sounds like it'd be a pleasure. She's given us my pillow and, no, and the eyeglass. I'm place. just saying as it relates like to the AAU games, it's always my fault that I'm talking to lots of people. My pillow, your fault. My pillow, your fault. Okay, here's a viewer mail from Mark Simon, who is one of my favorites, one of your favorites that comes via Twitter. And he said, I've given this podcast a plug a few times, but week in and week out, Ball and Chain is entertaining, funny, and smart. It has elements of Seinfeld, Mad About You, and your favorite sitcoms. Good stuff. So how does he know what your favorite sitcoms are? It has elements of Seinfeld, Mad About You, and your favorite sitcoms. It sounds like he's naming two sitcoms that he doesn't like. Plus, whatever sitcoms you do like. (laughs) But that could be, you know, a wide variety of things. But what I especially liked about this is his reference to Mad About You. And way back when, at the beginning of the WNBA, the late 90s, I got to be on Mad About You. I played Ira Pankow's girlfriend. What was his character's name? Was it Ira? Was it Ira? And then the actor's name. John Pankow, right? Yeah. So it's Ira. Ira. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's, the character's name was Ira. The actor's name, John Pankow. So anyway, it was this thread. We enjoyed on uh, the Showtime series oh, episodes. episodes. Well. I absolutely I absolutely yeah. loved him. And um, he was such a but nice he, guy. He's, and uh, He's still alive. He just, yeah, yeah. No, episodes I mean, I, isn't airing no. at the, this exact moment. I mean, I loved his character on episodes. 
Um, even though he was not the most likable character, he was funny. And, and anyway, when I was out um, doing that episode, he couldn't have been nicer, just ridiculously good guy. And then you and I started watching episodes in the last couple of years and, and we saw him again. And I went and found this file and, and dug it out because I said, I think I have a letter from John Pankow. And so I opened it and I did after I had been on the episode of Mad About You, had he'd written me this handwritten, really sweet note. And anyway, so he, he is one of my favorites and it, and it makes me happy that uh, Mark Simon th- thinks we have... Um, elements of Mad About did, You. Did you get a note show. from Helen Hunt? No, I didn't get a note from Helen Hunt, although she used to go to Sparks games in the early days of oh. the WNBA. Okay, here's a, uh, this came in on the Gmail, and the Gmail account is ballandchainpod at gmail.com. Stephen Rebecca, on a previous podcast, you mentioned Geritol, and it's inappropriate by today's standards tagline, my wife, I think I'll keep her. With regard to old taglines, in the late 60s, my sister and I would often play the chop suey game, a type of board game where players scored points by using chopsticks to transfer various plastic pieces from a central rotating bowl into their own rice bowl before time expired. I still have the game. He encloses a picture of it. And bring it out to play on occasion when our adult children visit. Before play can begin, my my family custom, one of the children must ask, hey, are we really even allowed to play this game? This gives me the opportunity to reassure them by pointing to the box, which clearly states, and here's a photograph of the box, you don't have to be Chinese to play the chop suey game. <laughs> That's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. This is That's from the 1960s. On another note, as an ophthalmologist, I would encourage all rigid contact lens wearers to practice removing their lenses without the need for a suction cup. Can I tell you something interesting about this? About this? I mentioned our daughter last week wears rigid contact lenses and lost the suction cup to remove them. I went to the orthodontist to try to get, I went to the, up to the orthodontist. No, you, went to, orthodontist you wanted to go to, to the try orthodontist. try to get the eye doctor. I'm still yes. confused about this. Yes. Anyway, he had said in the first paragraph of this email, as treatment for iron deficiency, referring to Geritol, Geritol coined the phrase, iron poor, tired blood, a misnomer since the person with anemia is tired, but not their blood. But notice what George, this is from George in Columbus, notice what George does in this email. He says, he says, I would incur- encourage all rigid contact lens wearers. Right. He's really referring to wearers of rigid contact lenses. Right. All contact lens wearers so are not he, rigid. What would he need there? A, a hyphen between rigid and contact? No, no, no. To make well, it yeah, clear that quite, it's... Sure. But yeah. I would encourage all who wear rigid contact lenses. So can he be our resident ophthalmologist? He, he can be. Well, this just makes me think quickly... People should read the book Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. It's a terrific book about grammar and punctuation. And, um, and you should be able to find a copy as it came out about 20 years ago. <laughs> well, it's a great book. It and a it's, book. it's a really quick read, and it's highly entertaining. And it's about this kind of thing. So Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. This past week, I tweeted a picture of the service light that is on in the minivan that now yells at us in a blinking fashion that we're however many miles past the service due time. Like, I think we're minus 500 miles. We're in the minus. You do understand that at the car dealership, they program that thing to blink and become obnoxious uh, so that they can take that. your car in. I realize that. And um, But all it does is, while it's blinking it, it do- it minus doesn't... 500, it's also blinking, you're going to have to right. do it because Steve won't. You're going to have to do it because Steve won't. So anyway, I took a picture of it. And I tweeted out and I said, in this marital game of chicken, who is going to end up bringing the car in? Is it going to be me or is it going to be Steve? 
And we got quite a few responses to that. But my favorite was from Jacob who said, hey, I'm retired. I'll come and take it in. And then neither of you have to. What do you say? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So what do you say? Should we, should we respond to Jacob and say, yes, please. Come on, grab our car, take it in. And, and actually, I'm pretty sure it needs two more tires. So it needs two tires. It needs an oil change. And um, take care of that for How us. How long do you think Jacob has been running this grift, where this grand theft auto scheme? Where he- You know what I think it is? I think it's he's probably retired. And unlike all the Uber drivers who are doing stuff like that to get away from their, their misses, he's offering to take our car in because that's, he needs a, a day away. A, that's his side hustle. That's his side and hustle. And B, that's what I'm going to do in retirement now. I'm all for it. And it's a kind offer of, of his. And honestly, if he stole the car, be doing us a favor. Well, when I was coming home from AAU the other night, and actually I'll rewind. On Saturday, we were going to the AAU game. Our younger daughter had to leave after the first game because she was going to a birthday party. So I suggested to you, why don't we take two cars, and that way if you decide after dropping her off at the birthday party that you want to go home, you can just do that. And you assured me, no, after I drop her at the birthday party, I'll come back to watch our older daughter play. It's all fine. So then, as I expected, after the first game was over and you had to bring her to the birthday party, you realized you would rather go home and not come back to the basketball game. And so you found me and our older daughter a ride home with someone else. We didn't even know these people. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, we did know them and they're wonderful people. But as I got in their minivan, same Honda Odyssey that we have, same year, I got into this impeccably clean, Immaculate. beautifully taken Appointed. care of. Burled uh, walnut on like, the uh, on There the was not a crumb console. in this car. And this is a family that has four children. So I get in and mention something about how clean it was. I was kind of hoping it was a loner. And he said, no, he said, but I'm leasing. And so I told the kids, this is, we're borrowing this car. And so we have to take beautiful care of it. And I was just sitting there in my brain thinking, I'm also leasing. I'm also borrowing a car, our car. And even after I clean our car, there's just gook in it. You know, there's still crumbs here. There might be some, you know, juice box residue that's now hardened in like the, <laughs> the crease of the seat. We've talked I mean, about this um, before. We have found intact, still wrapped McDonald's cheeseburger, yes. an intact, still wrapped Moe's uh, burrito in the car, like in the, in the, weeks after after the yeah. Fight. So anyway, it was an eye opener that it is possible with four kids to still have a really really clean car. It's just not possible if you're in our family. But next time we will take two cars so that you don't have to um, unload me on my, on somebody my else. My dad is fanatical about not eating in his car or not eating, not even. I mean, he hasn't been to a drive-through in his life. I don't think. And our kids will sometimes marvel if they are in a new car. This smells like Papa's car. Even right. though Papa's car is like on a three-year lease, it still has the new car smell. When Your when the father lease is one of the more fastidious people in terms of keeping yeah. his environment impeccably clean. If he ever it's, makes, it's something for sure to be admired. If he ever makes a car-based film, it will be called The Fastidious and The Furious. Both <laughs> will be true, by the way. <laughs> Okay. I, have, I have one more as it relates to go ahead to sending the car and you're, you're on uh, okay one more this is from Michael and uh, again because I had asked which one of us would bring bring the car in and Michael said sensible Steve or I'm sorry yes Michael said sensible Rebecca 
over sluggish Steve. 403 miles overdue. Tisk, tisk, tisk. He spelled out and put three tisk, tisk, tisks in there. So you are, I am now sensible, Rebecca, and you are sluggish Steve. <laughs> well, if I ever write to Dear Abby in 1975, <laughs> that I will, will sign be your my name, name Sluggish Steve. Dave, Dave in Worcester. Dave in Worcester. Hi, Dave in Worcester. Dave in Worcester writes, You ponder this week if people listen to the podcast when working out. I wait for it to be available before downloading. I think that's always the best policy. That is to true. not download it until it's available and head out for my run. People comment seeing me out on my run asking what I was listening to that caused me to laugh while running. It was the first time the episode this past week lasted the entire six-mile loop. Well, good for him. So yeah. he's running six miles, so we finally talked long enough because we had Denny, so we had an over-an-hour episode. In fact, he, he, he name-checks Denny. Denny's comment made me think of the song line, then after the show, it's the after party. And after the party, it's the hotel lobby. Around about four, you got to clear the lobby. I wonder, back to his running while By the listening. way, may I just say, yes. this is the first time the remix to Ignition, Hot and Fresh Out the Kitchen, has been <laughs> has been referred to it's on the podcast, I believe. Word. The deplorable R. Kelly. So this is what I want to know, because we, again, talked about this last week with Denny, is that there are different apps that you can use so that you the music you listen to is the pace that you want to run. So I wonder what pace we would be put at as a podcast. Are we the 10-minute miler? Are we the 8-minute miler? What are we? I think we need to know. So we'll ask him what his pace is because it sounds like our podcast is appropriate for his six milers. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Uh, this is uh, on email. Stephen Rebecca. By the way, it's stuff like that that makes me want no feedback, want no positive, positive reinforcement. reinforcement. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good question. Like good enough. Talk. Good, good talk. talk. Just go to the next thing. All of, all of my compliments aren't patronizing, are they? I would say yes. Pretty much 99% oh. of your compliments are patronizing. So don't patronize me, You're young the best. man. You're the best. <laughs> don't, don't, don't believe what everybody's saying. <laughs> Stephen Rebecca, a podcast that re- referenced England Dan and John Ford Coley, exclamation mark, almost lost control of the car. My older sister was a big fan of Seals and Crofts. Well, as as many people know, England Dan and Seals of Seals and Crofts were brothers. England Dan Seals, and uh, what was England Dan's real name? Dan just said something? Dan Seals. He was Seals oh. of Seals and Crofts' brother. John okay. Ford Coley's real name was was John Colley, C O L L E Y. It may have been pronounced Coley. He took out one of the L, much as Denny did with the N. And put in the four just because it sounded cool. Is that really? True? That's true. That's true. Anyway, these are the but kind this of things. Isn't, like this isn't the point. This isn't the point. This is the point. This is the point in a, in a yeah, bigger okay. way. All right. How do you know that? Is that something you learned when you were researching stuff for Stingray Afternoons? Is that just something you read somewhere that you remember forever in the lint trap portion of your yes, brain? It's, like, it's, how do you know that? The whole brain is a lint trap. It doesn't retain anything useful. But but do you remember where you first learned that? No, no, I don't. Remember that you are the we, same. I think we all remember where we first were when we learned that Seals of Seals and Crofts and England Dan of England Dan and John Ford Coley were, were siblings. But, but these are the things that just are the oh. are the craziness of you. Is Do you know that? Do you but, remember that? But, and you can't put the syrup away where Rob, it is. Rob in Wisconsin. Yes. Continues. Has Rebecca heard of that 70s hit maker Lobo? If not, she should. And he closes YouTube links. But I, I assure I you that he doesn't. Lobo. she doesn't need I've heard Lobo. of Lobo. Well, this may be may interest you. Lobo, for people who don't know, the, the 70s hits Baby, I'd Love You to Want Me, which is one of the more awkward titles 
It's not, I want you to want me. It's, I'd love you to want me. No, that's, I want you to want me. You know who that is. That's somebody much more famous than Lobo. Is that the (sighs) Rolling Stones? Who's that? (laughs) It's Cheap Trick. It's Cheap Trick. So, um, and, 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 but Lobo also had us hit with me and you and a dog named Boo. Yes. Surely you've heard that. Yes. It, contain, it contains the immortal line, I can still recall the wheat fields of St. Paul. There's no wheat There are no wheat fields in St. Paul. And you, this is sort Why of would a, there be wheat fields in St. Paul? You know how I know me, you, and a dog named Boo was by Lobo, where I first learned that? Was when Chris Berman was doing a Yukon highlight. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously? <laughs> And he, he mentioned he you and then me and you and a dog named Boo. Yes, he God, did. I love it. Lobo, actually, just by way, by the way, was a was one guy. The band Lobo was a dude named Roland Lavoie, L-A-V-O-I-E. Do you remember where you were when you first learned that? Cause yes, yes. I was at the kitchen table about 10 minutes ago. Because you know where I was? Googling. I was here yes, doing the yes. podcast. <laughs> Lobo's debut album, Introducing Lobo. <laughs> well... They wanted to get right to it, didn't yes, they? they? <laughs> well, they, it was he. Uh, Rob adds, Steve eerily reminds me of myself at times. I'm not sure I like where this is going. I remember when our kids were one and three, my brother had called and was wondering if I could go golfing the next day, which was a Sunday. With my wife standing next to me, I said, unfortunately, Kathy is going out with some friends and I need to babysit the kids. My wife sternly informed me that you don't babysit your own kids. Lesson learned. I think I've oh. said that a few times, have I not? Yes, and that makes me think of this. I don't know why, but they're sort of related. And I think I've told you this. One of the things that you did that absolutely drove me bonkers when we had our first daughter, we were, I don't know, maybe a month or two in. She was maybe a month or two years old, a month or two months old. And I was nursing. And so because I was nursing, I never made you get up in the night to do a feeding ever. I would handle all the feedings. And so as a result, you know, infants that age I, I would eat have, every three every three hours. I'd have been more than happy to do it. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. So anyway, I never asked you to. If we ever have more kids, feel free. <laughs> okay. Fire away. All right. And so I just remember, you know, early on, you having a conversation with your father. You were on the phone. And I just remember you saying to him, yeah, things are going well. We're just really tired because we're not getting much sleep. And I remember just thinking, sitting there thinking, we're we're not getting much sleep. I'm up every three hours throughout the night. You're sleeping through the night like a baby. We are tired. So um, I, so I anyway, also, when, re- when you were babysitting our, our children. <laughs> I also remember you thinking that because you then said it after you thought I, no, it. No, I, I think I did, yes. Well, that's what you should do. You should communicate with your spouse when they say something that absolutely dumbfoundingly stupid. <laughs> Well, our friend in Worcester listened to us while running, dear Rebecca and Steve. Absolutely, one may listen to your podcast at the gym. I was at LA Fitness on the fateful morning of February 1st, 2018, when I first heard my name mentioned in the viewer mail section. I immediately stopped lifting weights while laughing and proceeded to send an email, which is pasted below, to my children and my wife. This is from our staff physician, Dr. Gary Siegel. Doctors. Wait, Dr. Siegel, Dr. Weights? Dr. Siegel Dr. is lifting Siegel. weights. Well, and and he mentions that Amanda, the youngest, replied per the below email. He refers later to uh, so Amanda ref- is the name of his youngest daughter. Apparently, he refers to her later as HRH, which I which I like. And uh, what does HRH stand for? Her Royal Highness. Gotcha. And there's no email attached. He forgot to attach the well, email. Either he forgot to attach the email, or I I'm was unable to. I'm guessing you didn't no, print I, that no, part I of didn't, it out. No, I did. I did print it. There was not. There was nothing attached. Okay. So, Doctor Gary, thank you. As always, there's nothing attached. 
Josh writes, oh, Josh, Wyoming Wisdom, Josh. Yes, so this is this week's Wyoming Wisdom. Oh, boy. Okay, ready for this? Here's a topic for you. What is the appeal of garage sales? Of course, here in New England, they call them, here in Connecticut, they call them tag sales. If it's not worth having, why would I charge someone else for it? Or more importantly, why would I buy what you no longer want? Here are some things you shouldn't be allowed to have for sale at a garage sale. Old toothbrushes, underwear, hearing aids, orthodontic retainers. Really, is anybody finding, (laughs) Josh, are you finding old toothbrushes? I mean, you can clean... You can clean Rouge toilets plus. and stuff with old toothbrushes, yes. Toilets. Yeah, like okay, well, not no, the inner no. part, yeah, yeah. but you know. gonna, there are larger brushes for that, you know, yeah. specifically made for cleaning people toilets. Know what underwear, I'm about. really, people selling underwear at tag sales. Hearing aids, I can see that. Orthodontic retainers, no. What's on your list? He writes, my list puzzles with a piece missing a piece or a piece is missing this is your list yeah now. which you don't know until you do the puzzle yeah that's like sometimes or, you take or, a puzzle out of the library and it's right. the same or thing. records with scratches but you also don't know until so you you're you are selling garbage you're selling your own garbage when when you're offering those things for sale not always because there's some things that you may no longer have a use for so at a, a tag sale a rummage sale that sort of thing that are still useful to other people an example might be a cozy coop those little plastic cars that kids love and they sit in them and they ride that, around in them that, that still but, works a puzzle that has missing its pieces no, no, or a record I, that stretched saying, doesn't work anymore no i'm just saying there are uses for tag sales the, the oh, idea sure. of oh, a no, tag no. sale you can sell things that that are still very useful to some people that just are no longer useful. Our son to has, you. A, has like a three, uh, two foot, three foot tall golf clubs that he was using this weekend that he got at a tag sale in our yeah, neighborhood. Exactly. We've gotten bikes at tag sales before. So there, there are definitely some good uses. Josh for tag adds, sales. And, 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 you know, in addition to trying to get Denny some swipe and, uh, Josh adds, I think I love Denny, and he should come to Wyoming for a week of shenanigans. So I think we've gotten some uh, drinking Josh is also from... the one who talked about working with the guy who did some things so vacuums, for the garden vacuum, gnomes. Val- vacuum yeah, salesman. so he's ooh, going to have ooh. Denny out Denny, s- um, s- looking for garden gnomes to uh, to to do what? Yes, to, to defiling Defile, garden gnomes. Defile, that's the word I'm looking for. Got a few more here. Uh, hello, Rebecca and Steve. I want to thank you for your podcast. Mimosas and side hustles was the highlight of my day. Thank you, Denny. I, too, have a husband that's frequently looking for, looking for forgetting his iPhone slash iPad charger. I eventually found the positive side to this. I now have a gift for any occasion. Father's Day, done. Easter basket, done. Stocking stuffer, done. It's not romantic, but it saves aggravation on my part the rest of the year. So well worth it. First of all, I like that he gets an Easter basket. Secondly, I can relate to your story about getting the neighbor's names confused. My husband has a cousin named Ellie. Short for Ellington. His wife is Lee. Come on. I have been married for 25 years and still refer to them by the wrong name. So he's Ellie and she's Lee. There's no chance I would get that right. No, of course not. No one would. No, nobody would. Especially because we know a, a girl named Ellie. Right, they right. just throw everything off. Right. Kudos to Denny for his story explaining why he's Dennis with two N's and Denny with one N. I usually LOL several times through the podcast, but he had me ROTFL, the power of a producer. Thanks for taking the time to read this. Susan in Cocoa Beach, opposite side of the state from St. Petersburg, Florida. Now, I love this. There's a follow-up email from Susan that I've stapled to her first one. It says, hello again, Rebecca and Steve. After thinking about the wording I used in my previous email, I realized that one could assume that I only give phone chargers as a gift to my husband. While the charger adapter has become a predictable part of any gift-giving occasion, I do, in fact, put a lot of thought into the main gifts I give him. I'm not sure why I'm concerned that two people I don't know might think me cheap or heartless, but I did want to set the record straight. Still Susan and Cocoa Beach. Well, because we've talked about thoughtful gift giving. And so I think she's probably sensitive and doesn't want to give the impression that she's not a thoughtful gift giver when indeed she is. And then also she wanted to clarify things because you are such the 
wordsmith that, you know, she knows that how important words and their meaning are to you and wants to leave a good impression. Our faithful correspondent, the Dorky Diva, writes, as a band nerd who has been plagued with TMJ issues for decades. Now, I talked last week about my nascent temporomandibular jaw joint disorder, I, presumably a result from my bruxism. So that TMJ is short for that. Okay, yeah, but just, you're ignoring I'm, my bruxism. I'm, yes, I'm stopping you. Know you. Just is? go back to you know the letter. Bruxism no, and I don't want is to gr- know. Teeth gr- grinding your teeth at night. Is okay. bruxism? Bruxism, B-R-U-X-I-S-M. Which is different Brexit. from Brexit. Yeah, different okay. from Brexit. All right. <laughs> As a band nerd who has been plagued with TMJ issues for decades, the right pillow, ah, the right-sized glasses, sleeping on your back, night guard from the orthodontist, not the eye doctor, not chewing ice, moist heat, all help. 30 plus years post-surgeries, kinesio tape has brought me the most relief. It looks dorky, but kicks butt. I'm, Can, wait, I'm, I'm, wait, wait, wait. Let's just, let's just yes, go yes, through yes, that inventory exactly. again yes. of what you need to do, what you need to be wearing when you're sleeping. Well, yeah. So I can just picture but, it in my brain. But but but, but this is this is after after having been plagued with TMJ for decades. Right. Okay. How, 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 how th- this means that I'll do all this stuff and still be plagued by this for decades? Which means I'll still have to listen to you for decades talking about how you're plagued with it. So no, just give me the inventory. So I'm going to close my the right eyes pillow. and visualize the right you, pillow. So hopefully which is have the that. my pillow. The right okay. sized glasses. I'm not wearing glasses while I sleep. Perhaps you should. <laughs> maybe maybe that's my okay. problem. Sleeping on your back. Okay. As opposed to somebody else's. <laughs> okay. Night guard from the orthodontist, not the eye doctor. I, hopefully that comes like the, the ones when we ah, were in this middle is school with, this the, is it. with a thing right around this your face. This is it. Not chewing ice. I've been chewing ice every night while I sleep. <laughs> this is the one that, this is the one that, that, uh, that concerns me. Moist heat. <laughs> so I want By to... the way, if I, if I ever star in a straight-to-video movie, I want it to be called Moist Heat. <laughs> I'm going to just picture you laying on your back, wearing the right size glasses and some measure of orthodontia while the de- or while the humidifier is on your nightstand blowing humidity on you. Yes. So this is this is a, a lovely thought but of kinesio the next tape, capital 20 K, years cap- of my life. <laughs> kinesio tape, capital K, capital T, has brought the most relief. Well, so is she kinesio taping no, her jaw? I think kinesio tape is the name of a person. <laughs> so kinesio tape the thing is that's something a woman could use that a man couldn't because it would just rip the hair out of your beard i mean not that you have a beard but you know what i mean it would also encumber me while i'm trying to chew ice right, while night. you sleep last Oof, letter last last one. letter mercifully last, last letter then we'll kick it off to tom dick and hari i think you should do you do dramatic readings Does this one, is this one worthy of a dramatic it's reading very worthy of a dramatic All reading right. it comes from my friend sam in los angeles you know that means he's written some words that he thinks I'm going to have trouble saying. Well, he, Sam does he frequently comment on your, your, your mispronunciations. Okay, we mentioned this is from Sam, and he starts by saying, Both of you are smart and conscientious people, so you likely have handled your, respon- your responsibilities the right way. But have you ever been fired from a job? So, have you ever been fired yes, from a I've job? Yes, I've been asked to not come back from a job uh, taking inventory. My, I went with my two older brothers, Tom and Jim. Uh, Jim was asked to come back. He whistled while he worked and where, did his can best. Can you say where this was? Well, I don't remember where it was, but uh, we used to do these temp jobs, and it was uh, shelf after shelf after shelf of auto parts. And one guy climbed up into a high shelf and went to sleep as soon as we arrived. And our job was to count nuts and bolts and boxes and uh, spark plugs and things. And, and um, my brother and I screwed around the whole time. And the next day, they asked everybody to come back, including the guy who slept on a shelf, 
but they said specifically Tom and I wouldn't need to come back the next day. So the two of you got fired from your job. Now, was the job when you were, had to wash the dishes, did you get no, fired from that one? you quit after After how long? Just so everyone knows. One and a half shifts. No, actually, I, I completed the second shift. How long is a shift? Well, it was, a, it was a Friday night and a Saturday. So you worked for a Friday night and a Saturday, and then you quit. Yeah, but anyway, carry on. So I never quit a job. And when I was in high school, I worked in the tobacco fields in Southwick, Massachusetts, which is a very tard, grueling, tiring job. Right, as opposed to washing dishes at Bennigan's, which was, was which was a, a day at the beach. Oh, I guarantee you that being out in the tobacco fields was harder than working at Bennigan's. So Sam is telling us it was the summer between his sophomore and junior years of college. He was in San Diego, and he had a job as a busboy at the Old Town Mexican Cafe in Encinitas. Am I pronouncing <laughs> yes. that correctly? a bustling place that was a small step up from a typical chain restaurant. He said, I wasn't really suited for busboy bus boy work much as I tried. I was painfully slow and inattentive, but when I did do something correctly, such as refilling water glasses when a customer asked, I expected a thank you. May I just say, yes. Sam is still painfully slow and inattentive. <laughs> he said, in my job, I was fueled by two things, praise and the stash of stolen hand-padded tortillas I hid in my apron. Positive so, reinforcement. Yes, yeah, so he, he was not, the millennial before the millennials. He said, one afternoon I showed up at work and there was a new busboy there. That wasn't unusual as there was a lot of turnover in the job. I introduced myself as we were loading chips into baskets for the night. It went like this. Hi, I'm Sam. The other guy. Hi, I'm Mark. Hi, Mark. If you have any questions, I can help. I pretty much know the ropes. How'd you get the job? I didn't know we were hiring. Well, Mark said, they just fired some guy named Stan. That threw me. Stan? That's weird, I said. I've never met him, and I've been here a month. As if on cue, my boss appeared. Hey, Stan, he said, <laughs> motioning to me. Can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> so there you go. Perhaps the most impressive part of this, this email, uh, as, nice I'm, reading, by the way. as I'm looking at it, is that at the very bottom it says, sent from my iPhone. So this is a long email that includes all the correct punctuation when it comes to dialogue. And he sent it from his iPhone. So well done, Sam. Sam's a writer. That's another topic for another show, punctuating for, properly in your texts and, and uh, well, things. That, that takes us back to phone. eat, shoots, and leaves. But, um, but from now on, can I call Sam Stan? You can, absolutely. And can I call Harry Hari for eternity? And just to remind people... At Twitter, we are at Ball and Chain Pod. At Instagram, we're at Ball and Chain Pod. At Gmail, we're at Ball and Chain Pod. Not and at Ball and Chain. It's we're just Ball, ball and Chain Pod, chain pod at, at What's Denny's? What's Denny's? Uh... Denny, D-E-N-Y underscore Gallagher, G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. We don't know That's what his is... Twitter handle. And um, we're we not going to give his email or his anything no, else. No, no, I wasn't going to say his email. I was going to say his uh, his swiping. Uh, we're not going to oh, give that as well. We, well, we'll have no, to ask him. If I we ever find out his that. name on um, on Bumble, we'll put it out there. But thank you to Denny with one S. The aforementioned Sam, by the way, has a podcast called Your Artificial Friends. It's it's very funny. And being an L.A. guy, he has guests like Rick Springfield and his local uh, local uh, celebrity friends. So. so what's that called again, please? Your Artificial Friends. So Tom, Dick, and Hari. Play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. 
Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane Six of us and the family pet Live in cuckoo nest Daily grind puts your sanity To a daily test Androgynous and vigorous What we give for a little rest Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane